You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The question is in a hospital. We had the same question in nursing homes. Um, the food is being cooked on Shabbos. Can you eat it if you're in the hospital? We know you can cook for a sakana, but here food was cooked for people in the hospital who aren't necessarily in sakana. That was the question. Let's see the Shaila and let's see Ravdelsky's answer. Arucha Muchumemes Bebeis Lunch was was warmed in the hospital. It was warmed up in the hospital on Shabbos. Can everyone who's ill in the hospital, every Jewish person who's ill in the hospital, eat from that lunch that was warmed up on Shabbos? So Ravelsky says, If the food was cooked by a non-Jew, Mamish cooked by a non-Jew. And let's say, again, you have to wonder about, you know, because they cook in big batches. They don't cook in individual amounts. They cook a huge amount in a huge, uh, in the oven. So, less din v'less die in the mutter v'kocho If a goy cooks, so it's obvious, even though the goy was cooking, that you can eat from what a guy cooks for you on Shabbos. So all those people who are in the the hospital, who are ill, a non-Jew is cooking for them. They're, they are definitely that's why they're in the hospital. And the whole problem of a goy doing uh, cooking for you is a derabonon. That derabonon is pushed away if it's for the sake of a chola. So that wouldn't be a shayla. Now, let's say, however, the people who are cooking in the hospital are Jews. That could happen. So, if that's true, so even though the cholim who are who, who need to eat who are besakon if they don't eat, and are in a situation that they need to eat, they can eat that food, even if it was cooked by a Jew. But a cholasha'en sakona can't eat of something that a Jew cooked, even though the Jew says, I'm cooking for the people that are that are cholam she'esh sakona in the hospital. Avo. Ima meichon is bashul if And this was what we instituted in the nursing home when I was... Uh, Rabbi Machsha there. If the food was cooked already before Shabbos, so cooking real bishul daraisa was not going on. Rakhucham b'Shabbos, it was only being heated on Shabbos. Now to take food that's cold and put it on the oven, to even put it in the oven, is not a malocha daraisa. It's called Chazara. We've learned about it when we've been doing Dafyomi. So basically, even if it's a Jew who's doing it, right? A Jew is doing it, and it's there's an Isra Chazara, but the Jew, right? 
then even a Cholosha'ein Basakana could eat from it. Because it's only if a Jew does an Easter Daraisa of Bishel that you can't eat the food. And here, there was no Easter Daraisa of Bishel. The food was totally cooked from before. And therefore, clearly, and it's going to be better for him to eat warm food. So even though he's ain't by Sakana, he's allowed to eat it. And that's what we tried to do in the nursing home to make sure everything was cooked. Amna, im ain kol chashivas If he's really a frumer, a guy in the hospital, maybe there's a schus for him. Maybe he should wait for it to cool down. So this way, technically, he's not getting hanor from the Easter the Rabbonin that was done. And we had this in our nursing home. This is what we insisted on. What this was about was a, uh, you're supposed to have like warmers. In other words, you have an electric warmer that you turn the circuit on from before and the food stays warm overnight in the electric warmer. That is what Ravelsky felt was the best thing to do. Because there, there's no Isra Chazara. Because even if there's a Jew working in the nursing home, whatever it is, um, and you don't have to say, well, we were doing it for the ones who are uh, a Sakana, there's no Isra at all. This is like keeping something on a blech. But unfortunately, the health codes don't allow that. The health codes do not allow in, in, in hospitals because they're worried about the food. And I remember when we in the nursing home were trying to, uh, I was trying to push this and I did push it for a while. But when the uh, inspectors came from the state, they had a problem with that because they felt that who's, who's checking the temperature in the warmer all the time, that it's still considered uh, food that you can keep. They actually felt the food should be put in the refrigerator overnight and then taken out. It's healthier for it to be then taken out and then reheated, which is basically chazorah. You don't need to tell them about it because clearly it's something that would that's beneficial for him. So that is Ravelsky's psak about food for a choylem in the hospital. Next is an interesting shayla about taking lactase on Shabbos. Why would a person take lactase? Because lactase will help him Things, there's something wrong with the person's uh, intestinal system. There's something wrong with the person's intestinal system. And because of that, he cannot really eat uh, dairy foods. So in order for this person to be able to eat dairy foods, cottage cheese or yogurt or cereal and milk, he needs to take lactase. Or you'll have to take it on Shabbos. So, Rabelsky is an interesting psak. He says, if your stomach does not able to break down uh, foods that are dairy, you can take on Shabbos lactase because it's not really a refua. It helps you digest, but it's not a refua. Ravelsky is going to explain it very nicely here. 
He says, What does it mean that you can't take Rafu on Shabbos? You have what can be considered a type of illness. And you're not in a situation where it's where you have to be in bed, but you have an illness. There's something diagnostically wrong with you. And the truth is, is that leaving it alone, he is getting better. He, he could get better in time. And the whole idea of taking medicine that Chazal answered was when you wanted to take something to help, to weaken the, the pain, or to, to increase, that it'll get better quicker. That's where Chazal say it's also. In this case, this is not on the way of getting better. He's not going to get better. He's not going to actually uh, eliminate the problem that he has, get rid of the illness. The purpose is he can't digest he, his stomach doesn't break him down. He doesn't have the enzymes in his system. Right? The enzymes do not break down the, the, the milk sugars. Something else in the milk, somehow there's something about his body that doesn't break down milk. And the fact is, if he can't break them down, what will happen? That will cause a problem in his insides, if he wants to drink milk or eat or eat cheese milk products. That's not called a refuah, because it didn't hurt, it didn't cure him, right? And it's not like he has an illness anyway. He has a, he has a problem, of, or <laughs> he has something unique about his system that it, it's missing something. The ode. Rafua, just like we learned yesterday, Rabelsky was saying the Hezber of what's the idea of Hachana. Hachana is about getting something completely ready on Shabbos. The Isser de Rabbanon about taking medicine is about fixing the body. That this somehow helps fix the body. The Khan ain't a Masaka clue. By taking lactase, your, your body's not fixed. Lolitrufa, the loss or tsar. Doesn't take away any pain. The body's missing something. He says, It's like wearing glasses. There's a person who has a problem seeing. There's a person who has a problem uh, breaking down food and digestion. If you stop taking lactase, your body's never going to be. It's, this doesn't switch your body into something else. I haven't found someone who says clear like I'm saying. He says, I've looked in many, many places. This seems to be correct. So, I, as you know, I've spoken about this before. The What would be if a person would want to take uh, Metamucil, fibers? I don't see anything in the chat here. I saw somebody wanted to make a point, but I don't see it anymore. Yeah, I posted. I had a question. 
Yeah, what I was going to ask in corner of Belsky then? In corner of Belsky, like let's say a person doesn't have a vitamin deficiency. She doesn't have a real holy, but he wants to start taking vitamins on Shabbos. Over here, it's also a situation of you're not doing refuah because you don't actually have the deficiency. Would right. he allow you to start on Shabbos? Yeah. So he, that's actually in the next piece. And let me get let me show you that oh, inside. It's, com- it's, it's coming up, yeah. So that's actually in the next piece right here. Can you have like a vitamin shake? I guess that's like what you're saying, Avrami, right? Chelbonim. I guess it has like a, it's a drink with a bunch of vitamins in it, or sirim. Um, I, and I guess this is sort of what metamucil is, right? When you get you have certain fibers that you're missing. So Rebelsky here actually sort of, you know, he just goes, he, this piece was not clear to me. And maybe you feel it's clearer. He says, we know there's three basic uh, dinam in Rafua B'Shabbos. There's, in terms of what you can take. There's a type of food that some people like it. It also helps for Rafua. So let's say prune juice that was actually a drink people liked at one time. So that is something you can take even though you have constipation. Then there's Then there's something that is basically a refuah drink, but it does taste good. So there, the, you would only be able to take it if l'shem tainuk, right? That you enjoy it and you actually actually think I really enjoy this. And there's other things which isn't really a food at all. It's all, only for a medicine. So those need special heterum to take. So, now, he's not talking about a vitamin pill. But I know Rav Moshe, who he, of course, respected so greatly, does say that a person who is, is, is healthy and takes vitamins every day is allowed to keep on taking vitamins for pretty much the same svara that Rav Belsky had said earlier. And that's, that's why I worded it the way that I did. The, uh, the, can you start taking it on Shabbos? Yeah. Another Lachorah, based on what he said before, you don't have a problem, right? You, you're not a chayv at all. The gzayr doesn't apply to you. So I think Rebelsky would allow it, even if this is where you were beginning to take it. I, I'm not sure what he's. I'm not sure about drinking fiber or proteins. You know, for example, I take Metamucil. I, I'm not sure. If, I, I would have thought that. You know, what's the reason why I take Metamucil? Because otherwise I'll, I'll, I have problems uh, with my digestion. I would assume that I'm in the same class as, as what he was talking about before, but it's not 100% clear to me um, about that. Let's do one more thing. My Malochas and Isha we're learning beschus for a, a, a young woman, a young married woman, actually. So this learning should also, uh, we're learning here about a, a, a happy occasion at the hospital, a woman who's going to have a baby. So mayan alochas, and this should be true for, 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 for uh, tomorrow, Yishava. Mayan alochas anogas isha shigia dosa. A woman who it's time for her to, get, to have a baby. And now, how do you get to the hospital? 
What car should you take? What food should you take? Can you take Svarim with you? Money to pay the taxi. Can her husband go with her? So here comes Rebelsky's basic psak about this. A woman who's about to give birth, she should try to prepare everything she can to be Maidchil Shabbos. Now, on Shabbos, she can do everything. You can do everything for her, even things that she doesn't need. She, she's getting in a, a nervous state. She needs this. You can do it for her. If she says she wants light, you light an air for her. Why? This is what she wants. Now, when should you go to the hospital? Zarbelski says you should go. Don't go as soon as the labor pains begin. You should try to do it close to the birth. If you go right away, as soon as you feel the labor pains, the contractions, that could cause you to do more Shabbos. Because what usually happens, unless you were told in advance differently, they'll say, oh, go back home. Obviously, he says, if there is a different situation, where you're dealing with a high-risk labor, a high-risk birth, or hit patchut shomats of chirum. I'm not sure, right? This is a, uh, I'm not sure what this means exactly. Avrami, maybe you have a, Moshe, uh, maybe hit patchut shomats of chirum. I'm not sure what that means. Oh, I guess there's an emergency situation that's occurring in Eretz Yisrael or someplace, and you're afraid if you don't go now, you won't be able to go later. Oh, I guess that's what it means. Oh, shebeit acholim rachok mimokam or it's far. So since it's far, even though you're only in the early stages of labor, get there soon and don't wait. And of course, this needs, you can't give one psaq for everybody. She should obviously know who she is, and that is part of what she needs to know what to do. Just do one last thing here. If you are going to the hospital, it's better to go in a taxi. And the, 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 the husband and wife should not drive themselves. Why? They're, they're going to have to stop the car. They're not going to let the, the people aren't going to let them leave a, uh, a car there running. And those things have a number of history Shabbos, which are unnecessary for the Cholim. Um, he mentions here sometimes there's valet parking, and that wouldn't be a problem if there's valet parking. Yes. Well, what's the difference? Same thing. He just I, we're talking here about a, a, a woman who's who's going to have a baby, but if, if you need to whether. Whether it's a baby or any sort of illness, you have to go to the hospital. It's the same halacha. Better to take a taxi. Now. Allah, 
ולוקחים את האמבולנס, שמים את החולה בחוזרים, so what is different when אספל לוקח את האישה לבית חולים, והוא נוסע באוטו שלו. The difference is, I think what you're asking, I think the difference is that when you take uh, your own car, there's more Chilu Shabbos you're going to do than if you call, right? There's going to be more Chilu Shabbos that you're doing when you take your own car. Is, am, I, am, I, am I missing what Jackie's question is, Avrami? I think so, I think so. Yes. Jackie, What's the difference? Okay. I hear. You're right. There is no difference. You're saying... Avrami, I don't think the difference is Bikuach Nefesh here. I think the... Um, uh, if, if the woman doesn't get to the hospital, it's going to might be Bikuach Nefesh for her too. So... So I, I, even in the case Rebelsky is talking about, where it's talking about having a baby, there's still pikuach nefesh, possibly, if she doesn't get to the hospital, correct? A, 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 a home... Right, if, you're go- if, you're go- if waiting for the taxi is going to cause pikuach nefesh, I don't think that Rebelsky would say, call the taxi. I think he'd say, drive your wife to the hospital. Right, right. No, I agree. I think Jackie's asking that when Hatzola comes, they're also being machalel Shabbos for you, right, to come. To come. So what, yeah. if Hatzola comes, should you... So why should you call Atzola? You should call Atzola because it's probably safer to go to the hospital being monitored by a medical person than by you driving to the hospital. Because if, if, if already the person plotses or something like that, it, you need to have a, a paramedic there for it, it's probably much safer. And that would be the reason why... I guess why the question you... is, do you call Hatzala if your wife is going to give birth in a couple of hours? I don't know. If, I don't, again, I'm not a that I would say, again, there, again you call, Hatzala should be called where something is occurring that you need to have a medical person even for the, even for the drive to the hospital. That's why you want Hatzala there because even while they're driving to the hospital, something might happen and, and that person could administer a shot, that person could do CPR. That would be the reason why you would want uh, a, a, an ambulance to take the person. Maybe there's oxygen in the ambulance. Those are all reasons why you might want to call an ambulance. Moshe, you're an ambulance person. You could speak to this as well, why it would be better. Um, okay? Um, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says, He says, you don't have to worry about the fact that the cab driver is a Jew. He's anyway not a religious Jew. He's driving on Shabbos anyway. So, at least now he's driving to help save a Jewish life. So it's even better. In other words, according to Rabbi Yaakov, if, if you're in Eretz Yisrael and you have two types of uh, people who drive cabs, or even here in America, and you have a, a Jewish cabbie and a non-Jewish cabbie, calling the Jewish cabbie might actually be better. Because if you didn't call him, he'd be just driving around non-Jews to, who knows, taking them to the bar or wherever it is he's taking them. Now at least he's involved in a mitzvah of atzolos nefoshos of another Jew. So it might even be better to, 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 call, the, not, to call the Jew to come and, and pick you up. It's a chiddish. But he says, Ulai, af um, if you're if you are taking a taxi with a with a non-Jew, 
don't pay him directly. With your, don't give him the money in the hand. Work out originally how much it's going to be. Okay. And then have the money ready in a certain miyuad. And then tell the non-Jew, if he can, to take the money by himself. If he's a Jewish driver, so then by you giving him the cash, basically he's going to be over another Avera, which is because you're, you're going from the outside into the cab, which is Rishus Hayochid, and you're paying him, and now he's going to take that money and take it outside. He's going to be, he's going to take that money on Shabbos because of you. Also, it's Muktza. You've given him another Muktza that he didn't have before. That's all because of you. It's also Mecha Humemkar that you did with him. So, Alkain, Im Maskin, if the not, if the Jewish cabbie um, agrees to take money after Shabbos, hopefully he'll trust you. And if not, you should pay him before the trip, before Shabbos, what it's going to cost. And even if it means or pay him with a credit card today in advance, and even if you're not sure he's going to come to pick you up, he says it's worthwhile for you to lose money to try to do it right. So, again, today this is before Uber and all these apps. Today I think that these issues are a lot easier because I think if you call, uh, again, you can call Uber because it's Bekuach Nefesh, and it's on the app already. It automatically takes the money out of your account. <laughs> none of these problems, none of these shyless really come up. And even if he's a Jew who is working for Uber, uh, again, you're not giving him any money, and there's no tilt mukta. There's no mecca memkar actually, even though money's going into his account. He's not really buying something. There's not that exchange. So Uber has saved uh, a number of problems in that way. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 